Hey, 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 and welcome to the Hot Tag Podcast. I'm hanging out with Rick. Um, how you feeling, bro? How you doing today? Man, I'm doing so good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'd be remiss if I would just say you're hanging out with Rick, right? You're hanging out with the phenomenal Sam Blackwell as well. So, bro, coming straight off the pay-per-view, man, um, how you feeling? Whew. Let's just say whatever that that sickness was that knocked out some, some key players, Yeah, that sickness is the real MVP. <laughs> because Yo, that, that right. pay-per-view was so much right. better than I expected. Yeah. Yep, you're right. And bro. I, I got almost all of my predictions right. Wow, yeah, yeah, I th- yeah. I, th- I think the only one I missed was the Cruiserweight Championship match. Yeah. Yeah, that was the only one you probably missed out on. But, um, yeah, you got the shield right. Um, uh-huh. You got, um, what's her name? Aku? Asuka. Asuka, yeah, you got her right. Um, yeah, you, you pretty much, you almost went, you know, complete. Um, you just completely right across the board. So, I mean, you did well, bro. Well, it was, a, well. It was a great night. Dude, um, so... Here's, here's one of the things that I, I think the sickness did. I don't know what was it like. Was it meningitis? What was the sickness? Do you know? It was some they type of sickness. They said it was. They thought it was meningitis. Yeah, it was like I, an outbreak of meningitis. The last thing I heard was that now they think it might have been the mumps. Oh really? Either way. Yeah, I mean, it knocked out Roman Reigns, right? It knocked out Roman and yeah. Bray Wyatt. Yeah. So with both of them gone, we don't have to get the demon very again. Right. We ended up right. what might be match of the year. Right. Demon versus AJ Styles, right? My goodness. That they were getting this is awesome chance before they even locked up. I mean people for the people were already saying this is awesome. Yeah. The whole match was one long this is awesome really more like, like they did it three or four times during the match wow imagine you see how much people care about that imagine if they had a storyline that behind that right right because it, it's funny the sickness seemed to help WWE get it right when they initially was going to get it wrong yeah so, shout out to whoever, you know, pulled the audible there, right? Because, right. I mean, they, they got it right. I mean, they, they, they pulled did. out of one play. They were going in one direction, and the sickness just kind of opened up a new creative lane. And they, I think they found something, a storyline people are going, are going to care about. It was great. I loved the whole thing. That's awesome, bro. Um, the show started off with, with Sasha Banks in the kickoff match um, against Alicia Fox. Um, did you get to see that match? Yeah. How'd you feel about it? Um, I mean, I honestly, I've never really been a big Sasha fan. Like, I respect, I, I respect what she can do in the ring. Yeah. But I don't know what it is. There's something about it. I just never, I never connected with that. 
I got you. So you're not you're not a, a boss um, fan at all. I'm not a fan of the character. Mm. In the in ring performance, she can do it. She can do okay. it all all day. There's nothing I like just, nothing like that. I just I, I feel just, like the character really fits her though. It does. It really, definitely does. I, I feel like it, it fits her. Um, I feel like when it's working well, then you got something there. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, and if you put it in the right storyline, like when when they were going her against Flair, I was like, oh man, they they found yeah. something there. Because they are both so good in the ring. Got it. Okay. <clears throat> they can, you know, they can pull. They can have great matches every night. It's just something about, you know, some characters just don't click with everybody. True. That's very true. Yeah, that's very true. Um, how does Alicia Fox click with you? I like her character. That's one of really because it's so not who she really is. Mm. Like I've seen her in interviews and stuff, and she's just like yeah. most like quiet, nice, bubbly person. And so to see her just be psychotic, it just shows you what, how how good she is because you almost want to believe it. So it gives you her range. It, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's awesome. But, okay. Yeah, that it was. I, I it was it was an okay match. I get why it was on the kickoff though. Yeah, I, I get why it's on kickoff too. Um, but I mean, I, I hate to say this, but like kickoff matches are generally bathroom break matches. Um, get your snacks together, matches. Um, gather your food, right? Um, yeah. If you miss it, it's gonna be okay. It depends on the match. Because there there have been sometimes where. You've had kickoff matches like tag matches, and you wonder why is this not on the show? Mm. Do you think in this case that this this was fitting as a as a kickoff match? Or think it's yeah, been- I think I think so. You think it's fitting? Okay. I think okay. So. Just compared to what the rest of the card was. So after that, if they if did- they needed if they needed to switch it with one, they could have put the cruiserweight tag match as a kickoff. Wow. Wow. I heard that. So I saw the grades for that match, and that match got a C. Would you agree with that match? Would you, I mean, would you agree with that grade? The Sasha Banks match? No, not that match. Oh, the, the Cruiserweight um, match? Cruiserweight yeah. yeah I can, I, oh, the championship. Yeah. Just because I'm not, I still don't feel Enzo was a wrestler. Mm. Like, as a technical, like, like, he's the kind of guy who will pull, like, those cheap shots. Yeah, absolutely. And it works with his character. I just... Yeah, it really does. So... I just... I, yeah. I feel he's better as, like, a manager. So you would put him in a manager's role? I would, yeah. You know what I mean? Right, right, but he, he, he's making people start to care about the Cruiserweight division again. Yeah. But... That's only because of how how he was on the main roster. He yep. didn't wrestle a whole lot. All those tag matches, they cast him most of the worst. He would throw Enzo over the top rope onto everybody else. And that was really it for the most part. But that's all it had to be. Exactly. That's only and he could just you let Enzo talk the whole time, and that's fine. He can do that. And that's all you needed. Yeah. 
but yeah, I give it, really I give it a C. It wasn't, it wasn't a bad match, but it wasn't anything to write home about. Okay, after the kickoff match, you get to see your girl from NXT come on up. How did you feel about that matchup? How did you feel I about thought, that match? I, I thought it was great. Because Emma's, she's technically sound. Like, she can give you a good match. And she's the, the right person to put Asuka over. Because Asuka, needs, she, needs a, she needs a match. Because not everybody watches NXT. No, they don't. You know, a, lot, a lot of people who go to the pay-per-views are like those hardcore fans who who have the network, who follow NXT, who follow everything about the wrestlers. Right. So they, but everybody watching the pay-per-view might not watch NXT. So you need someone who will be able to let Asuka showcase what she can do, but at the same time not be a pushover and actually deliver a good match. And that's right. Emma. Like, I'm not going to say she's going to be the greatest woman wrestler of this generation of, you know, athletes. But she's not bad at all. Like, she knows what she's doing. And so I thought it was, I thought it was a great matchup. I thought it was a good match. I, I Give it a grade for me. For that match, whew. I might give it a B. Okay. Well, it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't the best match, but it was it was everything it needed to be. Okay. Do you feel like she got over well with the fans? To an extent, I think the more we see her, she will. Okay. It was like Nakamura. The same way he started, not everybody knew what was going on. Right. But you, you show him enough, you show what he can do, let him do his character, what people know him for, what people know her for. Let them do what they do. And that talent will translate over to the audience. Man, I feel like when you kind of go through NXT, well, when you see new characters, right? Um, people, yeah. We, we're generally used to new characters popping up out of thin air, right? Not really understanding where they came from. But now, there's, you know, there's, it's very clear progression. You start off in NXT, and then you make your way to the main roster. Mm-hmm. Because there's now, um, you know, a subsection of wrestling fans who really love, like, the NXT. Man, I feel like there's, there's two different types of wrestling fans now. There's, like, people who are casually in and who just kind of watch Raw, maybe, um, or SmackDown. And then there's people who are really in, which means that they have the WWE Network, and they pay attention to NXT, and they know who's coming up next. And you know what I mean? And so they kind of and they get excited about the jump from NXT to the main roster. Yeah. Like, when, like when Enzo and Cavs came up, and everybody knew their catchphrases, they were saying everything with them. It remind it, they were, they used to remind me of the Outlaws of Billy Gunn and Road Dog. Yeah, yep. Road Dog. You had Road Dog, who was the talker, who had the catchphrases that the entire crowd would say with him. You had Billy Gunn, who was more the workhorse. Now, now Road Dog, he could he could have a good match, but Billy Gunn did most of the work, just like Cass. And you never had him talk a whole lot. You may have him a little bit, but for the most part, it was Road Dogg doing the talking, just like Enzo. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, 
So you, you say the match will give you, you say you give it about a beat? I, I give it a beat. Like I said, it wasn't anything okay. too crazy, but everything that I expected it to be, it was. Okay. Awesome. So then after that, um, you had a, a cruiserweight matchup that you believe, that was the cruiserweight matchup that you think could have went first, right? It could have. Why would you say that? Just because, like, they have, they had a little bit of a, like, a storyline going into it. But the only anything anybody cared about for cruiserweights was the title match. And it, it could have been a kickoff also to kind of, you know, you get cruiserweights, they're flying, they're doing all the acrobatics. That could have been something to jumpstart everybody to get excited for the pay-per-view. Okay. But but I, I also understand why the kickoff match was what it was. Because you also had two women's matches already on the card. So that's why. I, I think that, that could have been why. If they're trying to keep the cruiserweight division going, they're gonna they're gonna put that more on the main show as much as they can. Because they they it worked out because they put the the kickoff match on and now they were able to put that on they were able to further that on Raw and where they had Alicia Fox become the captain of the Survivor Series team. So they were able to use the kickoff match to further a storyline into the next pay-per-view. That's good writing. It is. It really is. Which surprises me because Raw is not always known for that. <laughs> Yo, so after that uh, matchup, you get to see... Uh, there, I, I don't want to say it. I don't want to. I don't want to call. I don't want to say the love of your life. I don't want to say that. Um, but I do want to say. Uh, <laughs> I want to say one of your favorites, right? Get to defend the title against Mickey James. How'd you feel about the matchup? I, how'd you feel about um, her getting the win for one? And then how'd you feel about the, the entire matchup? If you had to give it a grade, go ahead and give it a grade for me. I'd also give that one a B. Just because you were able to see, be able to see Nikki James, you know, be, like I was saying, like I said before, she's consistent. She thinks that that she came back. And she was able to do that. And, you know, she had that whole thing about how she was doing it for her son and trying to get the crowd behind her, like the emotions running with that. And then here comes little Alexa, you know, being little, being cocky the way she always is, coming back and, you know, stealing another win. I might be a little biased, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, but, I mean, but for the most part, you think, hey, pretty good matchup, right? Um, 
do you feel like this was Mickey James's time though? Do you think this is like we talked before and you were like, yo, I think he's deserving of a title run. Um, do you think she well, gets she one is, later on, maybe? Or do you think um, this was her time and they, they just missed the window again? Oh. No, I, I think I, I don't think they missed the window. Because Alexa's been champion for a while. And I feel like when she does lose it, it'll be on a bigger pay-per-view. So when she loses it, it'll be on a bigger pay-per-view. I, because she's been champion so long now. You know, she keeps getting the title back. You know, she lost it, but then she got it right back. And she still... She's great on the mic. She's decent in the ring. Like, she, she has all that... She has, this, like, the total package for what they would like to change. I think he changed her, too. But I feel like when she's coming back, it'll be a bigger, you know, time to burn time. It'll be on, like, a bigger show, bigger platform. Okay. So... Explain something to me just really quickly. Um, what happened to the, the the title run of the um, huggable, lovable female wrestler that everybody was so lovely for a second? I feel like that's where the bad ride came into play. Because if you, like if you feel like if you feel like punishing yourself. Go back and watch that This Is Your Life promo that Alexa did with Bailey. Yeah. Possibly one of the worst promos I've ever seen in my life. <clears throat> and it's not the fault of either of them. They were trying to do what they could. But that writing was just so bad. It I think that I know that had something to do with it because that kind of killed her momentum. And then her being injured, you know, people kind of start to forget about her a little bit. So I think that, another part of it, I think, was she was down in NXT for so long. You know, people kept waiting for her to come up and get called up and get called up, and then by the time it actually happened. Maybe not everyone was excited as they would have been had it happened a few months earlier. It's like the it's like it's like the 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 WCW invasion when Vince bought out the company. You know, you had all these guys coming in. It's like yes, they're going to invade, and then it's all these mid card guys who some people just forgot about. And so by the time guys like Goldberg and the NWO came over, everybody was just like, eh. Right. I remember like, that. People, people, people lost time. interest by the time it happened. Yeah. It was old news, and so nobody really cared. But I think I think with Bailey, it's just bad writing. They're try, they because they tried to make her turn. They tried to turn her into like this little. Know, high school girl, this little innocent high school girl next door, and yep. yeah, she's a good role model, like the whole hugging, you know, love everybody kind of thing. But 
We're not in high school. She's a grown woman. Let her act like one. Do you think there'll be a time when they explore the womanification of of Bailey? <laughs> um, uh, I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> um, I mean, she I, does come I off think... like a girl. Like she does come off like a you know like a nice, sweet little girl. Yeah, um, exactly. Getting a chance to live out her dream, which is super cool, but it, it does wear off after some time, and you like. All right, cool. She lived her dream. Nice. Right? Wasn't that? Wasn't that? Yeah, where, um, do yeah, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Yeah. Um, Does she just keep living her dream? Or like, no? <laughs> I, I, I think, don't know. I think they just need to improve the writing with that. Okay, so you think the writing killed her, her momentum? It didn't help it, for sure. Yeah, I, I feel it, like it, whenever you have not. a girl like that... She's also just not great on the mic. I don't feel like. Nah, she's not. Like Alexa, when she says something, it sounds. And I'm not being biased at all on this one. She, you believe okay. her. She sounds like she means what she says. Like certain certain people, like Kevin Owens, he he sounds like he means he believes everything that he's saying. He's not saying it like he's reading off a script. Bailey, yeah, you know, re, you know, reciting everything she was told. I mean, just her overall message. Her her overall message seems very, um, dare I say, uh, mundane, very simplistic. Um, she, she's catering to the little girls who look up to her, which is super cool, and that's fine. That's great. Give them a positive role model. That's, I love that. But don't expect us to also take her as seriously as you want. Because of I, I thought she would be the John Cena of the women's division. They tried to make her that way. Yeah, and she was on a roll, but... But she's no John Cena. The, the, run, went, the run went away. Um, actually, the way she won, I thought she was... And she was on that, and and I may be wrong. I want to get your opinion on this because I mean you're the expert, right? But she <laughs> felt like she was on that Daniel Bryan trajectory to me, where her catchphrases and her things was catching on a lot, and I saw those you know inflatable things everywhere, and everybody was hugging and loving, and I thought it was it was headed headed somewhere, um, but just she didn't really have her yes moment. And, and it didn't catch fire like the Yes Mo- Movement did. I'm with you on that. I think, like I said, the writing is a problem. And then her getting injured and being gone for so long, that killed the momentum too. Okay. Because when you come back from an injury, it's like, oh, great, they're back. You know, good to see you. Now what do you do with it? When you, when you make that big return... You have the people's attention for a quick second. You have to make everything you can out of it. Like when someone comes back at the Royal Rumble, they, most of the time, they come back, they win it, and they, they go to WrestleMania. Whether or not they win the title, whatever. But they, 
they capitalized on that return. I don't feel like she did. So, here's my next question. Okay. Right? We we, we see where, where, you know, what's, what's going on with her. Um, who's Alexa's next big opponent? Well, I mean, we can see where that, because we got Survivor Series coming up. Right. Everybody's going to be focused on the other, on the other brand. Right, because they're doing this invasion thing now, right? Yeah. Okay. They, everybody's focused on, you know, we got to beat Raw or we got to beat SmackDown. Yeah. So after that, I, I'm curious as to where they go with the Sasha, Alicia Fox angle. Because I could see one of them possibly doing something if they end it by Survivor Series or at Survivor Series or whatever. And plus, whenever Nia Jax comes back, that could be another opponent. Because that whole That's dynamic. What I'm thinking. Oh, we're friends, but we've had our problems. But we're still best friends. Like, like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. The same kind of thing. Like, oh, we're friends. Oh, we fight. Okay, we're friends again. Mm-hmm. You know, when she comes back, that could be another, that could be the next opponent. There's a few different ways they can go with it. Or we could have Mickey James come back, you know, later on and, you know, win like a number one contender match or something. And she could have a rematch who knows I'm hoping for a rematch for her at some point um and and a significant title run um oh, yeah. I remember when she kind of came in and, and set the you know the, the WWE on fire I mean it was mm-hmm. really really cool and fun um it was great I, I always liked it yeah I hope she gets another run um I, I I seriously don't know how she um, looks more fit now than she did then. That's that's crazy. Well, I feel the same way about Gold Dust. Gold Dust, yeah, yeah. In the yeah. last like year or two, he looked better. He wrestled better. Like everything about it, the character and everything was better than it was ten years ago. I don't know if it's better though, because it's not the same. Gold Dust just creeped the brother out. Yeah, I, it's well, it's different times. You know what I mean? Do all like that kind of stuff now. I'm I'm talking about really creep you out, like. I know, I know, I know what you're talking about. But you can't do, with all the sponsors and the show being more family friendly. He can't do all of that. Okay. Although we're I, will not back, I will say back in the day, on the stuff he did with Booker T was amazing. That stuff was <laughs> no pun intended. That stuff was gold. <laughs> My dude who creeped me out. Every time I saw him come on screen, I'm like, this is weird, bro. Yeah, he was weird. But, I mean, he was good at being weird. Like, like his... I feel like any wrestler who's worth their salt will make you feel an emotion. Yeah, There'll whether you some like... Some emotion. It's like, it's like Roman and John Cena. Whether you like them or not, they get a reaction. Right. From everybody. I really, really, really hate you. Right? On the other hand, you got somebody like Jason Jordan who 
nobody cares about. <laughs> He's a great wrestler. He just has no charisma. He has no personality. Well, I'll say this. Some people grow into their personality. That's true, they do. So the Rock Trick came out, and I Oh, God, know. I know. Yeah. Rocky Y'all must know this dude. What is he about? And then all of a sudden, he must watch. I can't wait to see this dude wrestle. I turn on my... If somebody can mm-hmm. call me right now and say, Bro, The Rock just came on SmackDown, right? I'm going to my DVR and I'm pulling up SmackDown and I need to see The Rock in his five-minute appearance. Yeah, and that all started when he was part of the Nation of Domination. Absolutely. When he and Farouk kind of started, you know, button heads about who was really the leader. Right, but he, even when he first jumped in, you didn't know or feel no, you that for him, right? And then you got to see him start kind of being himself. Right. And that's when you saw, okay, this guy, is a, he is a special kind of talent. So so those things develop, and, and what I'm looking for is, um, I'm, let's just, I want to give him some time before I, I, I completely write him off as a personality-less individual. I agree. It's that, but that Kurt Angle storyline does not help in this case. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, okay, speaking of Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle joins the Shield <laughs> and finds his way into the ring, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Bro. Um, when, when, he, when he appeared, when they were in the stands about to come down for their entrance, he comes up behind them. He looks like that dad trying to fit in with his son. <laughs> he looks like that. He looks like that, that kid's dad who's still trying to be cool. How'd he do, bro? Oh, it was awesome. Oh, it was so good. How do you feel he looked in the ring? Like he never stopped. Because here's what some of these fans don't know. Technically, he didn't. Hey, he man, this is what I'm saying. Stop. Because he was in TNA forever. Yeah. So everybody's acting, oh my God, he still wrestles? What? That's crazy. Nah, man, he was just like ruling TNA like not too not too long ago. So, yeah, but I think who still watches TNA in the last four years, four or five years? Nobody. Exactly. And like I said before, Matt here. Hardy was the Matt Hardy was carrying that brand for three, two, three years. Yeah. But no, but I mean, was like he had lost a step. Yeah, I mean, he, he's not that far out of you know. I mean, he didn't have that much ring rust. He's not like Triple H no. having to take no Triple H, but it took like three months to get himself prepared for that one match. So, I think, I think, well, I think more of that was probably you know getting back in shape. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because you you don't, you don't have to be in the gym seven days a week if you're going to be in the office all the time. No, not at all. So but no, that, got... that, that, that was a great match. Man, um, how did you feel? spot of the, the two of Ambrose and Rollins jumping off the ladders onto both announce tables. Grade the match for me. That match? Oh, that's an A. Really? 
Oh, yeah. Is it match of the night? No. It is not match of the night. So, if I'm wrapping it up, what am I calling match of the night? Ben Balor, AJ Styles. No mm. question. Okay. No. No question. That is an A plus match right there. A plus match. Okay. That's an A plus right there. No question. And you think Shield plus because those are two of the best wrestlers in the company, if not in the world. I thought people were tired of the demon angle. Why was it all of a sudden cool again? Oh, okay. Because they were tired. They were tired. They weren't tired of the demon thing. They were tired of the Finn Balor Bray Wyatt. Ah. Because if we're if we're being promised if we're being talk, told Sister Abigail for years, and all it is is Bray Wyatt with a voice voice modification and a burlap sack over his head, that's you're just basically slapping every fan in the face. People were just tired of the build up. They'd, they'd already been they'd already been promised the deal, so we were going to get it either way. But just Finn Balor, the guy against AJ Styles, the guy. That's a match people have been begging to see, and we finally get it. Think, imagine the build-up they could have had. Imagine some type of storyline. You could have brought in guys from the Bullet Club as part of that. Because at one point, they were both leaders of the Bullet Club in Japan. Mm. At one at one point, kind of like the way uh, Cody Rhodes is like the leader of the Bullet Club right now. Let me ask you a question about the okay. Bullet Club while, while we're talking about it. So their invasion kind of happened, right? Um... How, how, how do you feel about this Bullet Club? I mean, I've always liked the Bullet Club. It's, it's this generation's NWO. But it also is... But it's still different. It's like in, it's NWO and DX at a baby. It's the Bullet Club. Because they can act silly and stupid and whatever like DX. But they got the appeal of, of NWO, like the whole, like you have them spread through different companies, like you have it, like different promotions, like you have this whole, it's like this big network of guys who are all part of the same team, but they're still spread out. They're, they're, they're attached, and yet they're separated. Now, this works at other companies. Will this work? WWE. No, because the writers don't know what they're doing half the time. Don't ruin it. Unless, unless you get Paul Heyman heading up the writing, the writing, you know, team, it's not going to happen. Think about, think about SmackDown. You know, fifteen years ago. Yep. He was the one in charge of that. He was the one who was the he was the head writer for those shows. Think about how much better SmackDown was every week. 
that man is a genius. And unless you have him involved and let the wrestlers have a say in what they want, because they've been a part of the Bullet Club. They know how the club operates. They know the direction, or they at least have an idea of the direction they want to take it. So let them have some input. How does the club operate? I mean, just just look at them. Look the look at the way. Look at Lou Gallows, Carl Anderson. They were part of the Bullet Club with AJ in Japan. They all three of them came over at the same time. They are silly, but they are scary at times. Yeah, exactly. They can be, it's like DX, they can be stupid, but they can wrestle. You still don't want to mess with them. They can be ruthless. I still don't want to pick a fight with but them. But they want to have fun. Like, like, look at the Young Bucks. Trying to invade Raw. You know, challenging Vince. All, all of this stuff. WWE sending them cease and desist letters because they because they put in, they're doing the whole too sweet thing, and then they're they're promoting it on their shows. Like they they want. There's a part of me that feels like this might be one giant storyline because they already have Gallows and Anderson, they already have AJ. They already have Finn Balor. They put they got Cody Rhodes on the other side. And whoever else, you know, they want to bring in. Like, there's a part of me that feels this could be one awesome, amazing storyline that we didn't even consider. And yet I know it's not because that's how WWE works. Mm. They're not that good. They can give you good shows, but they need meningitis to do it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Too far. <laughs> Too far. <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> but no, that, that, was, that was definitely match of the night. Okay. It, it, it's rare enough to get so, one good and awesome chance to match. When you get at least four of them... And it wasn't even a super long match either. Like it gave they gave it enough time, but it wasn't a, it wasn't the main event. So do you see um and this is it's our last question, but do you see um based off the strength of this, do you see this match happening again, but with the title involved? It could have a title, but after what we saw Sunday night, it I don't think it needs one. But if, if they wanted to go the Bullet Club route and say, you know, whoever wins is the leader of the Bullet Club, they could do that but I mean I don't think they will but it would be cool it'd be cool for us but it okay. could have a title but I don't think it needs one plus you gotta think this was a one off thing because AJ's on SmackDown yeah 
So if they yeah. wanted to do, if they do it again, do it at WrestleMania. You'll have both. You'll have Raw and SmackDown. It's a, it's a, it's a everybody show. It's WrestleMania for one thing, so more people are gonna be watching it than anything else. So if you want to, if you want to give people that match again, do it at Mania. Give it a storyline. You know, give it some build up, give it some promotion. Do it at Mania. Doesn't even have to be the main event because there will still be match of the night. Because if they got that kind of a response on a last minute brand exclusive pay-per-view think what it would do with a storyline at Wrestlemania with the build up with the expectation of it coming absolutely with the promos because both they of those don't need a, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't need a championship it doesn't need wow okay it's one of those matches you don't need you don't need any kind of title just give it a give it a build up give it a storyline let it you know, the match will sell itself. Awesome. You, yep, have certain, you, know, you always have those certain matches, those certain, like, feuds. You don't need any kind of title with it. It will sell itself. People will talk about it. They'll want to see it. Yeah, that. if you put it in Mania, that'll be match of the night. For sure. No, no, man. It's been exciting talking to you, bro. Um... I'm looking forward to our next um, our next interview. I know it's, it'll be coming up in about two weeks or so. Um, by that time, we'll ha- we'll have more stuff to talk about. Probably just be um, getting into the breakdown of um, survival or our predictions at that point, right? We'll talk right yeah, about yeah. survival. I think it's in three or four weeks. Right, so we'll we'll, we'll, we'll be getting pretty close. So we'll go predictions right before it happens, and that's where we'll do our next podcast, and then we'll do a recap right after that. Sounds good to me. Sounds awesome. All right, tell the people where they can reach you at. I know we, we do this almost every show, um, but tell the <laughs> hey, people where they can reach you. We might get new people every time. You never know. Yeah, bro. Yeah, well, hit me up on Twitter, at Messiah's Misfit. Follow me on Instagram, World's OKS Drummer 93. We can talk wrestling. We can talk music. Say whatever you want to me. Just let me know you're alive. Let's talk. Dope. All right, yo. Um... Looking forward to our next one. I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Have a good one. All right.